This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. A few episodes ago, I talked about the fit between an individual and his or her environment. And in that episode, I gave several examples of what alignment looks like, what misalignment looks like, that there could be a misalignment with the individual in the environment or with the environment and the individual. Well, one of the things that I mentioned is that there are many factors that make up an individual's environment and that that concept of all the different factors that make up an environment could be a podcast episode unto itself. Hence, this episode. So when we think about all the different factors that make up one's environment, it's almost an endless list because we first think of an environment as the physical space an individual is in, but it goes far, far beyond that from intangible to tangible factors. So let's start from the inside and work our way out. I'm going to give you as many examples and concepts as I can, but by no means am I going to name them all. I bet I will miss some and that you will be able to identify some things that I've missed. But this is just a list of some of the things that that come up in an obvious manner. Some other things that we here at the Schuler Group excel in looking at, different factors, different environmental factors, and others are just common sense. So we're going to start from the inside out. So you have an individual and his environment consists of his internal state, whether he feels well or ill, what's going on in his mind? Is he distracted? Is he engaged? And so you look at things like physical health. You look at things like what's going on in his personal life that may be taking up brain space. So his internal environment can cover the gamut from mental to physical within his own body and mind. Now let's expand a little bit outward and think of him sitting at his desk in a typical standard office. Well, he's sitting at his desk. There's the chair, there's the desk, there's probably all sorts of equipment, his computer, his monitors, his phone, uh, printer. How far does he have to walk to get to the printer? That all is part of the environment as well. Uh, is he comfortable in the chair in which he's sitting? Is the desk at the right height? All of these things contribute to his immediate physical environment, outward environment, we should say. And then we look at things that may make his job easier or maybe not so much easier. Does he have two monitors, three monitors? Does he have a stand-up desk? Uh, is his computer keyboard one that he likes? I say that because my daughter just came home for spring break and she was doing something on my computer in my office and she said, oh, I hate your keyboard. How do you type on this? And I feel the same way about my husband Mark's keyboard. He has one of those divided keyboards. I can't stand it. Um, but those all contribute to that environment, right? How about a mouse? Is, there, is it an ergonomic mouse? 
if the person has to use a phone a lot, is there a headset so that um, the person doesn't have to crick the neck to, to hold the phone? Is there a speaker phone? What, you know, what, uh, what are those equipment pieces of the office and how are those? And then let's expand a little bit out from the desk and the chair and look at, well, what is his office? Is, is it a partial cubicle wall? Is it in an actual office with floor to ceiling walls? Are there windows um, in this office space? Is he allowed to have personal items, pictures of his family, awards, certificates, a plant, uh, little tchotchke, figurines, whatever it might be. So all of that contributes to the immediate external environment. And let's expand a little farther. That office, how is it situated in the rest of the company is whether it's a floor or an entire building carpet. I remember in one of my business classes in college, the, the idea of whether an office space had carpet actually was a factor to employee satisfaction. Um, and if there's so, because think about it, if there's not carpet, if there's maybe tile or linoleum or something that makes, well, one doesn't absorb the sound and two, when people are walking on it with, with hard heels, it makes that loud click clack sound that could be annoying. And while we don't necessarily think of that, those annoyances and frustrations could build up over time. So just the way the entire office is laid out as a whole, uh, if it's an open for floor space, open plan, some people thrive in that, some people not so much. I talked about the printer earlier. How far do, does someone have to walk to get to the printer? Sometimes specialized printers are even on different floors. Uh, and let's bring that up. If the company is a large enough one to span multiple floors, how far are the elevators? Do people prefer to take the stairs? If someone has to park in the basement garage and make their way up to the fifth floor, how does that affect them? And again, everybody's going to be different, right? Somebody who relishes getting some extra exercise is happy that they have to walk five flights of stairs in order to get to their office and then back down and out again for lunch and up again after lunch and all of that. Somebody else who isn't so jazzed by exercise might be really excited that there's an elevator that's very near their, their office. So just because an environment has certain factors doesn't mean one size fits all which we go back to that previous episode about the individual fit with the environment. Okay, so now we've been talking about that office environment as a whole. We're still thinking physical, tangible things. Now let's expand outward to something a little bit more intangible with regard to engagement, personalities, relationships, company culture, company morale, all of those are part of the environment, even though those particular factors are somewhat invisible. So you look at that. That's uh, one of the reasons why we talk a lot about company culture, because that culture can be an indicator of the health of the organization, not just can be, but 
is. If there's a positive company culture, your company is probably fairly healthy. If there is a, a toxic or negative, degrading company culture, then the organization is going to have ill health. So all of those are factors as well. Now let's expand outward even more and still talking about something somewhat intangible. And it's about that organization's place in the community. Of course, the smaller community in which it's housed, the, the town, etc. But then outward, the state, the, the country, globally. So what's the impact in the community that this company has or tries to have? Even if it's a small company, are they a viable part of the community? Do they see the community as important to the health of their employees, to the organization itself? So there is somewhat of a robust all-around list of many factors that contribute to one's environment. And so when we talk about the fit, whether you use our model with the IEF, Individual Environment Fit, or you look at it just in a different, through a different lens, but still with that idea of, is the employee happy? Is there a fit? What are the factors that lead to employee satisfaction, engagement, productivity, happiness, all of that. And you can see that there are a lot of factors. And I hope that's not overwhelming to you because, of course, you can't go out and decide to address all these different environmental factors that could be affecting your employees. And there are some things that you do have control over. Number one is talking to your employees and staff and asking them, about their environments. Everything down to the computer mouse that they're using, to the role that the employee feels that they have in the overall organization and the impact that they have. So lots of factors and the best way to help align an individual with his or her environment is to have a conversation. Ask them how they like their office, how they like the equipment they're using, what ideas they have for improving the environment from the micro office all the way up to how can they feel like they are even more value and contribution to the organization. I really appreciate your listening to today's episode of the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. And if we can help you and your company thrive in any way or thrive more fully in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at www.theshulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.